0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash athlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about whether or not it is safe If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to mikereynoldcom slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here with the crew from Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Dave Tilley, Dan Pope, Lenny McCrina, Lisa Russell, Mike Scaduto, the physical therapist here at Champion, answering all your amazing questions. Anything you guys want to talk about, keep asking away. And you know what, guys? We have a great question today. We have another great question today. Uh, This one is from Mike from Staunton, Virginia, I believe is, uh, is I'm saying that well, but Mike has a great question. And I think that, um, I don't know, this is a fun one online. I think this is going to be, this will be a good episode. We'll see what we come up with. But Mike says in lifting, you're told to not let your knees go past your toes because it puts additional stress on the knees. And his question is, does this really matter? Would you do deep squats with a heel lift to compensate? What would you do? So let's knock out that last part, and then we'll go to the rest of it. But I think if you get your heels up, does that make your toes go forward more?
1: Yeah, it's going to send those toes forward.
0: (laughs) All right, so we'll we'll disregard that part. But let's say, do we do we let the knees pass the toes when squatting? And really, I, if anyone can start with this, I'd love to hear this. Like, where'd this come from? Like, what is the, this is, is, I don't want to say it's like one of those old wives tales that like continue to be like, you know, uh, you know, always said like, you know, if you shave, it grows in twice as thick. I remember like I was, you could tell my personality growing up. I remember when I was like 16, i was starting to shave and like my grandmother, like old Italian grandmother, like, you know, full Italian was like, Oh, you know, be careful. It's going to get twice as thick. And I'm like. Like, well, grandma, doesn't that mean like in a few years, then I'd just have like one big hair if it just got twice <laughs> as thick every time I shave? I'm like, that doesn't seem to make sense, right? So I always, had a, I always had an inquisitive mind, I guess. But I, to me, that seems like one of those old, old wives tales that probably started with like good intention. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm going to argue and I'm going to say this and I hopefully maybe somebody in the crowd here has some of the history on this that I don't think anybody said if your knee passes your toes by a millimeter, your leg is going to explode. Right. Like I think like we've gotten this carried away that like someone was like you you oh you can't do that at all. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean it seems like one of those things like to be like a nice conservative modification for training is like, well don't let your knees pass your toes. I don't I don't know. Maybe somebody was hardcore and would like get out like a whip back in in Roman times and whip the person if they're like knee I don't know. Game of Thrones times. Wait, is Game (laughs) of Thrones in the future? No. Who knows the, the world, man. Star Wars is in the future. Star- All right. Anyway, sorry. All right, I'm going to stop <laughs> rambling because I've ruined the episode. Dan, why don't you save this episode, <laughs> man? It, there's a lot to this right here.
1: Um, in terms of history, I think uh, I think there's a little history in terms of the deep deep squat. You know, um, I think there it's there's research in Asian populations that squat deep for for hours and hours every day, and that does actually lead to more neo a Um, but in terms of like the knee going past the toe, I don't know the history of that and how it got vilified. Um, (laughs) I guess short answer to this knees past the toe is, is not a bad thing. Um, I think this question might be a result of what's going on in terms of social media, right? Obviously a lot of trainers will, will say like, don't let your knees go past your toe. It's kind of dogma. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on trainers. Obviously I think for folks with knee pain, pushing the knees back is a great modification for those folks, you know? But what I will say is that um, doing deep, deep squats like you'll find in Olympic weightlifting, where the knee certainly goes back to the toe or beyond the toe. And if you're looking at elite male Olympic weightlifters, they have higher rates of patellofemoral osteoarthritis than a general population, you know? Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is it's not bad to have your knees go past your toes, but it definitely increases the stress within the patellofemoral joint and also on the patellar tendon, on the quadricep tendon. Um, it's not necessarily um a gray statement where knees beyond the toes is good or bad. It just changes the stress and it can cause problems for long term um, if we do too much of it, right? And I'm talking elite level Olympic weightlifting. I'm not talking about the average person. Um, but for the majority of folks it's probably okay. Um, but I think what you see is two ends of the spectrum. One, one side that's very anti-knees past the toes to cause a problem. Then you have the other end of the spectrum, they're doing pistol squats on their toes and saying it's good for the knee, you know?
0: Um, And there's probably somewhere (laughs) in between that's, you know, smart, right? What do you guys think of that? Does does that work on zoom by the way, is it backwards? Yeah, I like it. So this is, this is to me what the biomechanical equation, this is for our YouTube viewers, right? That if you look at stress over time, it's it's safe and then the second you hit your the second you hit your knees it goes up to you're about to break <laughs> right that's that it's it's just like boom 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 you're about to break like people have to understand biomechanically just the deeper you go the more stressful it is right the deeper you go it just gets more stressful over time it's called compressive force. It's called resultant force vectors, right? I mean, this is just like, like, again, like basic biomechanics that, that the deeper you go, the more patellofemoral compression force you're going to have, the more po- probably posterior tibial femoral force on your meniscus and everything you're going to have, the the deeper you go. So I, I, you know, to Dan's point here is, is like, you know, some people like, will say then, well, then Uh, anything within a range is acceptable. Well, maybe it just like depends on the person, right? So I think the first thing we have to understand when we're trying to tackle this uh, this concept here is that stress it happens with everything, right? Stress happens with every depth of a squat. And if it's teeny little bit or super deep, it just changes throughout the range of motion. You just have to accept that a little bit. Um, I think somebody just made an arbitrary kind of statement because it was pretty easy about the knees that like you're starting to get deep. It's starting to get more stressful, right? I don't think there's anything more than that, but um, all right. So based on that, let me ask a question to you guys then. So what, does any of this matter? So, okay, stress goes up, but is stress good sometimes? Is stress bad sometimes? How do we determine what's a good stress and a bad stress? And specifically to the squat discussion.
2: Uh, I mean, I can I can share here. I mean, I think you guys are you're saying it really well. Is it's all about optimal dosage? I think we're learning that quite a bit with the research on a lot of these joints and a lot of these different kind of like rules of thumb we have. Is I think one thing that people forget is if you if you don't allow the knees to move too far the stress of, of 135 pounds in a back squat still has to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it's not just because it's not on your knee doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I think the problem that people have is they don't realize that stress can shift elsewhere and cause injuries or not injuries, but cause pain or discomfort elsewhere. Like say for the extreme example is take someone who has no tibial angle at all and they pretty much do a weighted 135 good morning. Like that's a lot of stress on their back. You know what I mean? And so right. it's all about, I think that the rule of thumb came up because people were just like putting a lot of the pressure onto their knees and they weren't thinking about the hip and the, 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 low back and what they can do. And so when you talk about optimal dose of stress, it's like, well, it's, you're trying to get a training effect. You're trying to get something that makes you maybe sore in a good way, like muscularly, and doesn't have a negative impact on your performance or your joints themselves long-term in terms of not being able to train the next day or having some pain in your daily life. So we try to always tell people that it's about, you know, finding that optimal dose and how you respond. You know, if you did one thirty five for a five by five and your knees were really sore the next day, Maybe that's too much for you, right? For somebody else, for Dan, he could probably do that, roll out of bed and do that no problem and have no issues at all. It's all about what's his history and what's kind of the goal that you're trying to get to.
0: So Dan is, uh, is too much stress bad? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, (laughs) I think just to add with, with Dave,
1: and I think this is something that happens oftentimes as a trainer, you know? Um, and if you're a trainer, this is kind of occurring to you, make sure you link up with a good physical therapist to just kind of, Tag team the people that you're working with, but if you have someone with knee pain, and like when I was a, a personal trainer, if someone has knee pain, it was so easy just to say, "Hey, don't let your knee come forward," and their pain would just like disappear, right? Um, so if we look at some conditions, and I think like I don't know, patellar tendinopathy comes to mind, right? The way we get better with patellar tendinopathy is we load the quad, we do step downs, we have the knee go past the toe over and over and over again, and it builds strength and it gets better over the course of time, you know. So I think it's important to understand is that you know, for someone who has like a history of patellar tendinopathy, if we have them sit back in the squat all the time, they may not have pain in the squat anymore, but are we actually building the strength of that tendon to the point where we can handle things like jumping and their sport and whatever else it is. So it's going to really depend on that individual and what they're trying to get back to. Like you might have someone who's 50 years old with patellar tendinopathy and just have them squat with their hips back and never have their knees cross their toes and they're fine for the rest of their life, right? It doesn't matter. So like going back to your point, it really completely depends on the individual, what they're trying to get back to, you know, what their goals are, what the pain level is currently just trying to meet them where they are and progress them towards their goals over time.
0: Yeah. So it seems like the deeper you go, the more stressful it is and everybody has a different capacity for stress right that, and i think that's what it comes down to now again i think that what what people are then going to say in the comment section of this episode right or you're trying to go is that well in order to build more capacity you have to go deeper to be able to handle going deeper in the future Anyone i want to talk about that real quick because i just know that someone's going to say that you need
1: it you know yeah, i mean I do you need say. that yeah. If you, if you have to do pistols, you know, if you have to do really challenging, heavy loaded squats, super deep, definitely. If you're an Olympic weightlifter, of course you have to be able to handle that. Um, but if you're a regular person, I don't think so, you know, or maybe if you really want to as a regular person, then go for it. But, um, I do think that to your point, Mike, you're putting more stress on that structure. You know, we know that athletes that stress a particular structure are more likely to have things like tendinopathies over the course of time. So you might be increasing your risk lately of having pain by doing that. You know, if it's really important
2: to you, go for it. But if it's not, I don't know. I don't think you yeah, need it. I th- I think the perfect example here is Dan and I have a mutual friend who she trains for the like national level sprinting and, and another sport as well. And when we were helping her first at one of the camps we were at, she was, if she squats deeper than parallel, right, or she does deadlifting with a hex bar and conventional, does not feel great for her, right? You think about her sport, she lives above parallel sprinting as fast as she can for 400 meters, right? Does she need to go super, super deep? Why can't she just do a trap bar deadlift and squat or something else like that or do single leg versions and her back feels way better her hips feel way better <laughs> pelvic injury and stuff like that it's like what's the what's the goal you know what's the end goal of doing that Like, okay. um so like for her she's gonna sprint for her life that's her sport she likes to do that she doesn't need to do super super, super front squats you know what i mean so there's an example there that i think helpful
0: i you know i think that makes sense uh, so here's here's i think one other topic i want to talk about here EMG studies show that the quadriceps is more active the deeper you go. So people are going to say that you need to go deep to get strong. Dave, yes. But what's the, Dave, the trade what, off between, sorry, between trade no, off no. injury. Yeah. I, I, you know, so, so going deeper gets more EMG activity. So you need to go deep to get the quad strong. Discuss. Ah, uh,
1: gosh, I, I think you can get your EMG to go up by just adding more weight, like doing knee extension and put some more weight on there, right? Or, you know, do an upright (laughs) squat and add some more weight to the bar. You're going to get more EMG, you know, without having to go deep, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to add stress, right? You can add speed, you can add load. Um, you can even do things like BFR to maybe get that same type of stimulus to the muscle without potentially causing stress to the joint if you really want to. Uh, so it really depends right on what you're trying to get back to. If you need to get back to high speeds, high loads, and then maybe you do need to try to train that. But if you don't, again, um, we don't need to do that. I don't think we're trying to build the capacity right. of the individual needs. Right. So if someone is making that argument, like we need to build more capacity, be like, do you really, do you need that much capacity of the knee? Or are you just increasing the risk of hurting because you're giving them too much, you know? Right. right. And
0: you, I, I'm pretty sure there's studies out there. I don't have the reference on me. I'm sure there's studies out there that say that deep squats versus non deep squats. So we'll just call them partial squats. I don't even know what that means, but deep versus partial, you get less strength gains. Right? But I'm pretty sure that the only variable that they manipulated was depth, so therefore they kept the resistance the same. We're all of course, right? So like, if, if there's one thing we learned from the hip thrust, which, you know, great exercise, Brett Contreras kind of helps like really popularize this, right? The hip thrust, you it's a weighted bridge, right? <laughs> it's like kind of what it is. Like you lay on the ground. I mean, you're getting the last terminal range of hip extension, like 30, 40, 45 degrees, and you get huge hypertrophy of the glutes by doing that little bit. Maybe you don't have to conventional deadlift, for example, to get that hypertrophy of the quad. So I, but you can like double, triple your, your weight with the hip thrust than you can when you deadlift. So maybe it's the same thing with squat. Maybe if you just go down to like a little bit above parallel, but you double the load, then I think you're going to get stronger. Right. I mean, again, this just seems like, you know, common sense to me to an extent. Am I wrong? Does anybody like think that that's off?
3: I think you're right. And that's where a lot of us PTs, including myself earlier in my career, fail is progressively loading people. I don't even know if we have the equipment in the general PT clinic to do half this stuff. So I think that's an issue too, is when you have like 10 pound dumbbells, and that's it and then like some therabands or whatever a lot of clinics are expanding and they're realizing the the popularity and the the necessity of having you know more weights in the clinic but if you don't have this stuff then you don't you're doing what's that uh uh chuck norris thing where you slide up and down the it was a a gimmick the the total 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 gym (laughs) <laughs> the, 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 yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you just like, like if that's all you're doing, then yeah, you're not going to load the joint. But like, I think uh, using common sense and appropriately loading people and increasing the their resistance on the muscle is, you know, it's common sense stuff, but it's, it's hugely important. We just, we just don't have that capacity in a lot of our PT clinics. Fortunately, we do a champion. So
0: I'm seeing it right now. A, a new total gym with a huge LCD display where Chuck Norris works out with you. Oh. Right. So, so <laughs> the, the Peloton is Chuck Norris still alive. I think, I think so. he just died by the way. But Did he? I think right. so. I could be spreading Sorry. fake news. But no, that was
1: oh, all bad. right. So I didn't think he could
3: die. <laughs> it's I <don't>, it's <laughs> right. It's I, I, read that.
0: I don't think it's been that tough. Let's just <laughs> let's just assume you it just take back the last 30 it's seconds of this podcast. Just just, just just ignore <laughs> us all around. But but anyway, but yeah, yeah, so look to summarize, is squatting past your toes evil? No. Does it put more stress on it? Yes. The deeper you go, there's more stress. There's probably more EMG, but there's probably other ways you can also gain that strength. So I don't know who vilified that and who made the knee like the cutoff. I'm sure it was with really good intention, right? But it was just like anything else. There's like some catchphrases right with us like rotator cuff like it was before it's like hey, you can't go more than five pounds or your deltoid takes over i don't know who came up with that right again that makes absolutely no sense so there's a lot of things that just don't make sense but like let's take a step back let's not get angry let's not go on like a twitter rant or an instagram like rant where we're like saying you know how the whole world is the pt profession's about to break because you know because we say things like that and let's just realize that it's all a biomechanical equation right? it's a, an equation of stress right? And we just we just intelligently apply stress. I think that's a big part of our role is helping people navigate their ability to add stress, right? And so I think if more than anything else, physical therapy works on stress and capacity more than anything else. And it's our job to help you determine if it's too much stress, too little stress and vice versa, right? And that's, that's all it comes down. To. So go easy in the comment section, especially with the Chuck Norris stuff. We apologize, Chuck, um, sorry, and Chuck. everybody else. I I'm going to stop Chuck, talking about
3: it. It seems she's still alive. I did fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for, sorry for saying that. Spreading rumors. <laughs>
0: Thank, you. Sorry, Thank Chuck. you, Chuck, to all you've done. But anyway, uh, so I apologize. But uh, anyway, great episode, I think. Um, I can't tell I think that was a good episode. But, uh, but anyway, thanks, everybody. And I'm just going to say we'll see you on the next episode.